live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. channel ladies and gentlemen because you never know what's going to happen here this is live from america and i am your ever so humble god-fearing god-loving host of the show jeremy harrell the hip-hop patriot and of course the one the only he's back on camera folks there he is producer eli he is back folks thank you very much thank you very much folks we really appreciate it god bless each and every one of you Looks like the background is a little messed up. We'll fix that right now. Let's give some live shout-outs, ladies and gentlemen, to those that are watching on the Funkhausers. How you doing? Suzanne, good to see you. Julie, how you doing? Good to see you. Good morning. Peggy, good morning. Mustache is in the building. Good morning. How are you? Jay Gizme is in the building. How are you? Amanda, thank you very much. Miranda Dolan is here. God bless you. Logan is in the building. Mary D'Agostino is in the building. How are you? God bless you. And one more here. Let's give it to Janice. How are you? God bless you. Good to see you, Janice. Thank you very much. We had a little bit of problems there with the background, but we got it, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're back in action. Producer Eli running all over the studio. We know that there was some issues going on in Mike Crispy's show this morning. You know what happens when you uh, do the news? And you're not Fox and you're not CNN and you're not, uh, you know, ABC and CBS and all the others. I'll tell you what happens. You have to ball on a budget, meaning that you run into issues and you got to fix them no matter what. And we do that. And guess what? We're on. The show must go on. Folks, thank you very much for joining us today on this December 6th year of our Lord, 2023. Mary says, it's not letting me share on fascist book on Facebook. Yeah, they kind of do that. Grab the link and pop the link into your Facebook feed. That's the best way to do it. That's the best. Mike was not a happy camper. Yeah, well, you know, when you're young and you don't have a lot of wisdom and you don't see and stay focused on the priorities, you tend to get off that path a little bit. Trust me, been there, know that. Know that. 
TD Hodges, good to see you. Audrey, hello. Love the background. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Folks, we titled today's show Loserville. And there's a reason why we titled today's show Loserville. Because there is nothing but losers all through our government, all through our local and state elected positions, and all over the world. And when I say losers, I'm not talking about, um, yeah, Kittenhead, I know. When I say losers, I'm not just talking about people who, you know, haven't had a, um, you know, have had bad luck in their life or haven't succeeded. When I talk about losers, I'm talking about people who wake up every day and say, you know what, today I want to be a loser. Today I want to be a loser. Today I want to go out there and I want to, I want to destroy America. I want to destroy people around me. I want to break everybody's spirit. I want to do everything that I can in order to further my own career, further my own self-interests, further my own uh, agenda, and not care about the people. Those are the people who talking about when we're talking about losers. Losers who don't try to do anything positive for the, for the people around them or this country. They're losers. Someone said, don't you get tired of standing for two hours? No, I have too much uh, get up and go. I can't sit. I'm not a sitter. You know what I mean? Uh, I love standing. I love the freedom of being able to move. And I love to be able to freedom to stand here and say, we need to rid the country of these losers. All right? One of them is Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis has come up, become a very big disappointment. I and some others probably would argue that he is a loser. He's definitely not a winner. He couldn't win Florida without Donald Trump. He's not winning this presidency. He can't win a primary. He never would have won without Donald Trump. He is a loser. Now, I want to tell you, he's, his, his campaign has been hemorrhaging people left and right lately. And they've, uh, one of them even went to join the Trump campaign, which makes him even more of a loser because the people that he was leading are now fleeing to join the opposition. Not even like, oh, we've got you dead to rights. Join us or die. No, they're like, yeah, I just need to. I got a, I got a thing. I got to, uh, what's that? Come and work for me. All right, I got to go. Right? What a loser. Can you imagine anybody on the Trump campaign leaving to go work for never back down? Well, he's backing down. But now he's decided I need to go after Trump. And that's the worst thing that DeSantis can do. You've already destroyed your chances of running for office. You have already teed off the base, the base that you need to win. And now you're going to go after him and start trying to be like Mr. Tough Guy and puff up your chest. The problem with doing that with Ron DeSantis is too little, too late, number one. And number two, he's just not good at confrontation. He's just not. Watch this. Roll this. Blame me yesterday for Florida State not making the, the playoff. Um, he's also, he's also uh, blamed, uh, he's, he's attacked me as saying that New York and Cuomo did better and handled COVID better than Florida. Uh, he said he's attacked me for being a pro-life. He sided with Disney uh, when we worked to protect kids from sexualized curriculum. And so this is what he does. Now he, he's doing it behind his keyboard on his social media site, which a lot of people aren't seeing what's happening and the media is not really amplifying, but he's definitely been doing that. So, okay, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be a keyboard warrior, get out of your, get out of your dungeon, get off the keyboard, stand on the debate stage, and, and let's go. Uh, let's go do it. Uh, I don't think he will do it because I don't think he can stand there for two hours um, against me and come out on top. I think they know that.
that, and I think that's why they're not doing it. So, Dude, Gavin Newsom beat you. Gavin Newsom beat you. And he beat you with one sentence at the end. Neither of us will be the nominee for our party. So you're a loser. Gavin Newsom goaded you, or I should say tricked you into doing that debate to make you even look more unpresidential. What a loser. And then to sit there and say, get out of his basement, get out of his dungeon, get off the keyboard like he's talking about Joe Biden. Well, let me tell you something. Donald Trump does come out of his basement that he doesn't even have, and he does work. The problem is, Ron DeSantis, is he doesn't need to come to a debate with a loser who is clearly losing. Donald Trump spends his time with the people who matter, the only people that can get him into office, and that's not you. Tell me, does this look like a basement-dwelling loser? Go ahead, roll it. basement that is huh folks what a basement that is it's got people from all over the all over the country I guess in there I guess that's a really big basement so while Ron DeSantis look I I understand politics and I understand being a smarty pants I understand hitting people back and forth in politics but again like I said too little too late for you and while you're trying to do it you're really bad at it and you're hitting the guy who's out there doing that while you're complaining in front of 10 people in an audience about how he won't come to you He's out there doing that. You don't vote him in. Those people do. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a definition of a loser. I would like to give a big shout out to two people that just donated Kittenhead and Eagle Fight. 
Kitten Hedson, you can you give James Z74 a shout out? Yes, I can. And Eagle Fight LFA. I love the LFA family. Thank you very much for your donations. As you guys know, we are a donor-funded network and a donor-funded show. So if you guys aren't here, we're not here. You know what I mean? We're all in this together, and I want to thank you very much. Big shout-out to James. And by the way, you don't have to donate uh, to to try to get me to do a shout-out. I know some people say, well, we have to donate to get him to do a shout-out. No, I just see them easier because they're in color. That's all. So anyway, we're going to be talking a lot about losers today, but we're also going to be talking a lot about winners today. We're going to be talking a lot about some bills that are going into the um, up for vote in the House of Representatives and in the Senate. We're going to be talking about January 6th footage. We're going to be talking about the uh, possible impeachment uh, starting next week of Joe Biden. It should be Alejandro Mayorkas right along with it. We're going to be talking about the FBI and how they admitted that suppressing the laptop actually did help protect Joe Biden. We've got an update from James O'Keefe on the fraudulent FBI raid of his place and all of the equipment that they took there. We've got breaking news talking about Jack Smith and what he's trying to do to President Donald Trump right now. We've got news, breaking news coming out about Fannie Willis. All of this today, folks, here on Live from America on this two-hour show. So please do me a favor, share it out, give it a thumbs up, and we're going to go to the Lord. So let me open up this book to December 6th, year of our Lord, 2023. And it says this, I am your living redeemer. Since you were bought at such an immeasurable price, I want you to glorify me in your body and in your spirit. You glorify me in your body by taking good care of yourself and abstaining uh, abstaining from immorality, right? Cheating, gluttony, drunkenness, things like that. You glorify me in your spirit by delighting in me above all else. We talked about this this morning on Rise Up. We talked about how much time we spend in our days worrying and working towards things that are temporary and that will be gone in a hundred years, but we barely spend any time on the things that are eternal. It's really amazing. You should go back and watch rise up this morning and give it a thumbs up while you're there. The world contains much beauty and many sources of enjoyment, but I outshine them all says God. Job 19, 25 and 20 through 27, which by the way, the new movie, the shift is about a modern day Job style story. I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end, he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will see God. I, I, I myself will see him with my own eyes. And 1 Corinthians 6.20, For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And before you turn out the light tonight, folks, In my name, joyfully engage in the healthy pleasures of this life. Your life is a gift from me. God wants you to enjoy life on earth. That's why he gave it to you. He wants you to enjoy the pleasures of earth. That's why he gave them to you. He just wants you to include him in them and put him first. Other than that, we're golden, baby. Please remove your hats and your headphones if you're wearing them. Bow your heads, close your eyes, focus on the cross. Focus on the reason for the season because it is the most wonderful time of the year. In Jesus' name, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I wonder how many people say amen as opposed to amen. Amen or amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do have producer Eli back on camera. We did go get his camera last night. As you can see, he'll wave to you right now. It is true. It is there. There he is. As you can see his little setup there, he's completely surrounded by computers working on something different on each and every single one of them. We will get his mic up and running today. We apologize. That's not, but we did go get his camera and we are watching some beautiful background music and we're not listening to the relaxing sounds because we are not listening to the music. We are listening to the news. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. God bless each and every one of you. We're going to get to our first and foremost section. uh, And the first and foremost section today is brought to you by our friend. And it's getting very, very, very close to uh, close to the end, folks. And that is getting your Medicare plan, getting your right Medicare option for 2024. We don't usually see Tim uh, Gustafson. We see him in the chat all year long. But as far as him helping us out with our Medicare plans and Medicare options, uh, it happens once a year from pretty much October to December. We are in December. You're at the end, folks. InsurityFinancialServices.com. Again, that's InsurityFinancialServices.com. If you're last minute Medicare enrollees, do it now. Do it today. Reach out to Tim Gustafson by going to InsurityFinancialServices.com and setting up a meeting with him or call 602 three nine one eight three five eight six zero two three nine one eight three five eight get a hold of tim today and ladies and gentlemen remember the medical emergency kit and your emergency covid kits both the same size if you haven't seen this is the size okay it contains all of your prescriptions all of your emergency medicare stuff you get or medical medical stuff all in one kit they're $199 you'll talk with a uh, you'll talk with a non-woke uh, licensed doctor who will prescribe you the stuff that you need who will prescribe you your medications no more woke pharmacists no more woke doctors you go to TWC that's the wellness center twc.elf TWC.health, promo code LFA, or TWC.health slash LFA. Okay, folks, pick up your cups, share the video. Let's have our first alert. All right. Our first and foremost section of the day is going to really be tying to what Sean Hannity tried to um, do to Donald Trump last night. Now, you guys know that for a long time, I have been telling you, that the old school, old style Republicans, those people, they are, um, they don't have their finger on the pulse of America. They do not, they will not embrace MAGA. They just won't. And who am I talking about? I'm talking about your Sean Hannity's, your Bill O'Reilly's, your Mark Levin's, you know, these style old school Republicans. They, I'm not saying they're, they're bad. What I am saying is they're not for now. They're not for us. They're not for our new Republican Party. And we see this time and time again. So you guys know that we've been showing you videos and reading stories here on LFA about how the Democrats um, on every news station, including places like The View, they're constantly saying Trump's going to be a dictator. Trump's going to be a dictator. Trump's going to be a dictator. And why they why they prop themselves up in saying that and how they can justify themselves in saying that, knowing that he's already been a president and wasn't a dictator, 
is the fact that he said this is a retribution presidency, that when I come back, I'm going to do to you what you're doing to me. And all of a sudden, everybody has to freak out and go, what do you mean you're going to come back and jail your political opponents? We don't do that in America. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we're trying to tell you. We don't do that in America. But for those who do still do that in America, guess what? Karma is a you-know-what. Now, the hypocritical New York Times came out with a huge hit piece on Donald J. Trump, as usual, saying that if Trump wins the 2024, he might target his political opponents. See, here's the difference. Donald Trump won't target his political opponents because he won't be able to run again. So it doesn't really matter to him once he's there about running again or not. He won't be able to run again. So I wouldn't call them political opponents. From that point on, they're not political opponents. From that point on, he'd be targeting America's enemies. Okay? He will target America's enemies. That is not dictatorship. That's actually constitutional republic. See, We need to defend our borders and our nation and our U.S. soil from all enemies, foreign or domestic. The Constitution tells us to do that. And right now, our domestic enemies outweigh our foreign enemies big time when it comes to we the people and the safety and security of we the people in our everyday uh, lives. So we need to remove the evil and the enemy from our own nation. So I wouldn't say that he would be targeting his political opponents. As a matter of fact, I would say, well, you can call it that and you can call it whatever you want. But what it is, is removing America's enemies, the enemy of the people. So let's get into this story real quick about what the New York Times wrote. And then we'll get into how Sean Hannity kind of echoed that last night. Now, you guys all know that this time uh, that we're in right now, the New York Times should write about what Joe Biden is doing right now. I mean, the whole world sees it. Do you think that they don't? More than any, as he runs for president again, facing our facing four criminal prosecutions, Mr. Trump may seem more angry, desperate and dangerous to American style democracy than his first term. But through but the through line that emerges is far more long running. He is glorified political violence and spoken admiringly of autocrats for decades. This is what the New York Times wrote. Now, I want to explain something to you very, very clear, unlike Corinne Jean-Pierre, and I want to say something very matter-of-fact. We are not a democracy. We are not. We never were. A democracy is basically this. Two wolves and a sheep trying to decide what they should have for dinner. That's what democracy is. Now, we have forms of democracy from ancient Rome and that style of politics in our constitutional republic. But we are a constitutional republic. And like I said, democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding on what they're going to have for dinner. If we lived in a democracy, Rhode Island wouldn't have a voice. If we lived in a democracy, New Hampshire wouldn't have a voice. California, New York, Texas would run the country if we lived in a democracy. 
I'm going to go on. Eli, can you get this fixed for me, please? I'm going to go on and read this as these are now going in and out of some crazy. uh, This is supposed to be a constant behind me. Um, And so more than anything else, Donald Trump's vow to use the Justice Department to wreck vengeance against his adversaries is a naked challenge to Democrat values. Building on how he tried to get prosecutors to go after his enemies while in office, it would end the post-Watergate norm of investigative independence from White House political control. So now I am going to go and I'm going to play the video in which Sean Hannity tried to kind of bring this upon Donald Trump last night and watch how Donald Trump handled it. And you know what I like about how Donald Trump handled it? He recognizes that Sean Hannity is part of the problem. Go ahead and roll this. Under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not no, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm it. gonna be I'm gonna be, you know, he keeps we love this guy. He says, You're not gonna be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies <laughs> when you were president. That's All right. exactly Thank you. Under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except. Now, you notice, ladies and gentlemen, when he said that, he actually said it again. And he said, you're not. That's not uh, that's not what I'm talking about. And Donald Trump said it again. And he said, watch this guy. Look at this guy. I want to play this again. I want to see if you notice that. Now, you'll notice the background change. We have about eight different backgrounds. And this is self-changing on on its own. And it shouldn't be. So we apologize for the technical difficulties. But don't don't worry about the background. Worry about what Trump just said. I want to see if you guys can pinpoint this once again. Go ahead and play this again. Yeah. Under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? He's going crazy. I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, no, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border. And we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies <laughs> when you were president. That's All right. exactly. All right, so I want to bring you back now. Sean, he, we love this guy. He says, this guy, look at him. He's going crazy. That means Donald Trump knows that Sean Hannity is the Fox News enemy. They know he's the DeSantis simper, the simptard, right? They noticed that they, Donald Trump knows that Sean Hannity is part of the Fox problem. And that's why Donald Trump said, said what he said. Look at this guy. We love this guy. Look at he's going crazy. So what did Donald Trump do? How did he answer that? Do you guys, did you guys read between the lines? Let's see if we can pop it on the rumble screen. Put the live chat up on the rumble screen. Let's see if you guys caught what I caught. Let's see. Let's see. Biden is abusing his power. Okay. Yep. He's still a president. A douchebag. <laughs> the crowd knows. Finally, I always knew intuitively, yes, I always wanted Donald Trump to call out Sean Hannity. And with those few words, he kind of did last night. He kind of did nonchalantly. Love how Trump patronizes Hannity. Amazing. Nope, I missed it. Why twice? Gina, I'm going to tell you why. 
Two wolves and sheep. Oh, yeah. Day one. He's trolling them. He is, but he actually answered the question. He actually answered the question. Still getting the message across. Yes, he is. I caught it, says Keith Day. Okay, let me tell you what Donald Trump said. Closing the border, drill, baby, drill. What does that mean? Well, see, closing the border in 2016 meant just that, closing the border. Closing the border in 2024 means the, ma- the, most, the largest deportation effort ever in the United States of America. That's what that means. It also means your, your, little, your little invasion is over. So what would the invasion being over, what would have to happen for that invasion to be over? And what would have to happen to close the border and do the massive deportation effort that he wants to do? Well, draining the swamp, number one. He'd have to lock people up, number two. Mayorkas would have to be hung and in, in, make ropes great again, right? Biden and the crime family as well. I mean, merely just by saying close the border, Donald Trump is saying so much more than he did in 2016 because he would have to literally get people out in the streets finding and hunting these people down and sending them back to where the hell they came from. It would mean literally closing the border physically for sure this time, which would be uh, waging war against Katie Hobbs and Greg Abbott's little worthless butt down there in Texas, right? The deportation thing alone would be what the left would say is, oh, he's got people in the streets and proud shirts and Nazis in the street, which would cause massive civil war, which we'd wipe them out in a few minutes flat. So when Donald Trump says, close that border and drill, baby, drill, he said much more with closing the border than he did in 2016, because what comes with it now is probably civil war. Or at least the attempt from the left to create a civil war-like environment. Now let's get what go to drill, baby, drill. If we're talking about drill, baby, drill, well, drill, baby, drill means literally going to war against the entire globalist New World Order, um, WHO, WEF agenda for the globe. They are using climate change and this green initiative right in tandem with eating bugs, living in pods, open borders. Everybody gets to go everywhere. So literally, just by saying, and shut the border down and drill, baby, drill. Well, Jeremy, how could he have said all that? Sounds to me like you're just improvising here and wishful thinking about what he meant. Why'd he say it then when he was asked about a dictator? Why did he say it? Why would he say when asked, some people say you're going to be a dictator. Can you tell us that you're not going to be a dictator? And he said, yeah. After day one, I won't. Because after day one, he won't have to be. After day one, he'll be defending what the left brings on us because of what he announces he'll do on day one. See what I'm saying? Donald Trump is a smart, smart, calculated, 4D chess playing individual. He always has been. That's why he's so good at business. On day one, he will wage war against the globalists, the communists, and the new world order. And after that, it's on like Donkey Kong because America has a right to defend itself. So just by the mere fact that he's going to end their little cookie cutter life, 
and drain the swamp and make America great again, he knows how they'll react. And he knows what's going to need to be done with how they react. See, you take away their illegal house of cards, they're the ones that are going to be waging physical war on America. And that's what he's waiting for. So you know how they want to sow sow division and, and destruction in our streets and chaos? And they're literally pushing us to do that? He's going to push them to do that on day one, and then he's going to mop them. He's going to mop them. Melanie says, you're spot on. Trump is shutting down the BS. Amen. So when I saw that from Sean Hannity, I didn't see what most of America saw for two minutes. Sean Hannity saying these things and Trump saying these things back. I don't get it. Why did he say that? Why did he say drill, baby, drill? Why did he say close the border after day one? Then I won't do it. Well, what do you... How, like, even Sean Hannity did not read between the lines. Sean Hannity and all of his conservative greatness and all of his wisdom, he couldn't even read. So how, I don't understand, he says. I don't understand. Oh, so you're just going back to old policies or something? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, moron. That's exactly what I'm saying, idiot. That's what Trump was thinking. Sure, sure. See, (laughs) Cloud says, I am patiently waiting for that day. Amen. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you... You'll probably see, somebody said black screen. We got a black screen, Eli? I see, I see it. Could be me. Are we in a black screen? Looks like it. You got it? Okay, we're all good. So I just wanted to make sure it wasn't a, a us, okay, because we are experiencing a little bit of problems today. Um, so I'm really glad that we got a chance to break that down because when I see two people talk, I get a little bit of a, I don't listen to what most people listen to. You know what I mean? I listen to the, uh, the, the read between the lines stuff that these politicians are so good at. Um, now I want to bring up another conversation that they had where Hannity asks him about Biden being the nominee in 2024. Now, haven't we been saying Joe Biden will not be the nominee for 2024? Trump doesn't think so either. So critical of Joe Biden. And, of course, he is struggling cognitively. In the last couple of months, any appearance that he has had where he wasn't either mumbling or bumbling or stumbling or having no clue where to go, where to exit. Now, my question is, do you think in 11 months he will be their candidate? I personally don't think he makes it, okay? I haven't said that. I'm saving it for this big town hall. I've never really... I personally don't think he makes it. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, I'd like to take him behind the barn? If he took me behind the barn and I went like this... (laughs) I believe he'd fall over. I believe he'd fall over. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But... But it was okay. And by the way, it was okay for him to say that. He said, I'd like to take him behind the... He could say that, and everyone thought it was so cute. If I ever said it, they'd say, he's a dictator. He's a horrible human being. You know, it's a whole double standard we have, and not only in the law, but just about everything else, as you know very well. Um, I personally don't think he makes it physically. I watched him at the beach. He wasn't able to lift a beach chair, which is meant for children to lift. You can lift him like that. Uh, and mentally, I would say he's possibly equally as bad and maybe worse, but I don't know. I will say this. He's got vicious people surrounding him around that beautiful Oval Office. 
There are people in that Oval Office that are evil people, bad people, smart people, young, vicious. They're communists and they're bad. Who, they're, who do you think would replace them then? Uh, well, I saw one person on who I actually had a very good relationship with, but I'm sure that it would end very quickly. I saw him in your debate the other night, and he's slick, but he's got no facts. You know, he's got no facts. Uh, I thought he did well, considering... You're talking about Gavin Newsom. Yeah, considering that he didn't have the facts, I thought he did well. You know, he said, <laughs> we have the lowest taxes in the country. We have the cleanest streets in the country. We're... And I'm saying, wait a minute, is he talking about the same place? <laughs> So he'd certainly be one. I guess they say that Kamala would be uh, the one, the odds to be. So he says Gavin Newsom. He thinks Gavin Newsom will be their guy. And like I said, it's going to be one of two people. It's not going to be Joe Biden. We've known this for a long time. Anybody who thinks Trump is running against Joe Biden, when's the last time Joe Biden had a campaign stop? When's the last time Joe Biden had a rally for Biden 2024? Has anybody even seen a Biden 2024 banner or a sign? I haven't. That lets you know he's not running. And Trump is smart. He thinks it's going to be Gavin Newsom. So do I. So do I. Eli, that's switching again. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we will uh, we'll keep you with uh, we'll keep you up to date on who it's going to be. But I'd like to uh, I'd like to take your attention right now to this screen right. Here, ladies and gentlemen, because what you're about to see, Hialeah, Florida. Let's go to Hialeah, Florida. Go ahead. When I think of Hialeah, I think of my grandparents, my who have lived the vast majority of their life here. My grandfather is 97. He's lived in Hialeah for more than 50 years, and I think of all the working class families in Hialeah who work day in and day out to provide a better life for their family. And I believe that this naming of the street after uh, President Donald J. Trump is very appropriate because he has uh, stood up like no other president for working families. By voting on it, we're all kind of saying... So, ladies and gentlemen, everybody voted in Hialeah, Florida. They voted to make this roadway, President Donald J. Trump Avenue in Hialeah, Florida. I wonder if Ron DeSantis is getting streets and avenues named after him in Florida. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. So, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is getting cities to name streets and avenues after him. That's how popular he is. That is the populist of Donald J. Trump. And he'll, he's always been a populist. He always will be a populist. And I can tell you what, he is 100% gearing up to not face Joe Biden in the 2024 election. Now, I do have some inside news. Are you ready for this? I wouldn't call this breaking news because I don't know exactly how true it is. What I'm going to need you guys to do for me before I give you this news about the possible VP pick is we don't even have 1,000 rumbles yet. We literally do not even have 1,000 people out of the 4,500 people watching that have given this video a thumbs up. That's not going to make LFA TV the best conservative news station in the country. You need to get involved. You need to get engaged. Second, share the video. What do you think? Who do you think Donald Trump is going to choose for his vice presidential pick to run for president with him for 2024? Let's see what the LFA family thinks because you guys are on the you guys are in the know 
and you guys have all started to do your research on your own. So I just want to see what you think. I want to see where you're leaning. Here we go. Kevin McCarthy is leaving Congress. Yes, he is. He says he will not uh, seek re-election. Ben Carson says Claire. Michelle Obama will be the Democrat candidate. Ben Carson. Ben Carson says the people. Tucker Carlson. Dr. Ben Carson. Tucker Flynn or Carlson. Ben Carson. Carrie Lake. Ben Carson or Tucker. My pillow guy. Tucker. Christy Nome. Ben Carson. Carrie Lake. Tucker. Well, ladies. Oh, George Santos. <laughs> I hear George Santos is, uh, <laughs> is available. Wow. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody said JFK Jr. You mean RFK Jr. Um, don't worry. I make that mistake all the time. Matt Gates or Carrie Lake. Well, ladies and gentlemen, talk is, and again, this is only talk, so I can't say this is uh, true, but the talk is from what I'm hearing, uh, a source familiar with Don- President Donald J-, J. Trump says that Dr. Ben Carson right now is the leading front runner to be his vice president choice in 2024 at this moment. I got to thinking about that. I got to thinking about a Trump Carson ticket. I got to thinking about what the left would think about that. I started thinking about what that would mean for him once he became president. What would Dr. Ben Carson's role be? Now, we know one thing about Dr. Ben Carson is he's very loyal. He's very, very, very loyal. He's very, very um, close with Donald J. Trump. He's not Mike Pence. These two are actually friends. It's not like political parties put these two together like they did Donald Trump and Mark Pence and Mike Pence. So I want to, if I can, I want to take you guys back in the day, okay? We're going to go back in the day here. I want you to remember something about Donald J. Trump and Ben Carson, okay? If we can get this put up on the screen, you're going to love this. Do you remember during the uh, primary debates um, in 2016 when Donald Trump and Ben Carson were both um, introduced to come out on the debate stage and Dr. Ben Carson was skipped and Donald J. Trump stood there with him until they respected him, and called his name. Why don't we roll this? Businessman Donald Trump. Florida Senator Marco Rubio. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush. And Ohio Governor John Kasich. Ladies and gentlemen, the Republican candidates. And Dr. Ben Carson, please come out on the stage. He's standing there as well. Dr. Carson. And Donald Trump. So ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump sat there because he knew that Ben Carson was skipped. As a matter of fact, Ted Cruz also knew that Ben Carson was skipped and walked right past him anyway. And of course, Jeb Bush walked right past him. Now, some people say they would not want 
Ben Carson as VP. Let's pull up the Rumble chat. Let's see what you guys are saying about a Ben Carson Donald Trump ticket. Let's see what you say. What a tool, Gina says. Look at that racist. Trump needs something something who can campaign for him. I give you 100 reasons for Ben Carson to be VP. Wow, Jeremy, thank you. I had not seen this. Well, that goes to show you how close the two are, right? He doesn't seem strong enough. No Ben Carson, says Southern Citizen. I love Ben Carson, but no, people are saying. Not my first pick. Trump is a class act better than Pence. All right, so do you want to know what I think about Dr. Ben Carson, to be honest with you? I think he's a great man. I think there's room for him in the administration, probably something to do with health, maybe health and human services so we can get that tranny out and put a real doctor in there, maybe Surgeon General, maybe head of the CDC. I mean, I know he's not a virologist. I know he's a brain surgeon, but still he's a doctor, right? I do not think, I got to be honest with you, this is my personal opinion, I love Dr. Ben Carson and I love Donald Trump and his relationship. I do not think he's the man for the job. I do not think he's the man to pick up the mantle for Trump. And like somebody said, you need somebody strong who can go out there and uh, campaign for you, right? That's not a Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson is every bit of amazing as you could possibly be, but he's not the testicular fortitude, strong, you know, he's just, he's just not that guy for me. So I, I would not like him to choose Dr. Ben Carson. But again, folks, what happens in these times and when like during this um during this process in which you're picking somebody to run with you throw names out there for two reasons one to see if they stick to see if people like it and then you monitor it that's what the campaign's doing and two you throw them out there to really disguise what you're really trying to do and get the left and everybody else all up in arms i think that's what you're seeing here i do not think dr ben carson is going to be a pick That's just my personal opinion. Sound off in the chat. Let me know what you think. We got 4,400 people watching now. Somebody in the chat said this, a lot better than Mike Pence. Can you repeat that, please? A lot better than Mike Pence. You could say it a billion times, and it would not ring more true. I mean, it would ring true, more true every single time you said it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Pence is now on the Georgia 2020 election witness list against Donald Trump for the prosecution. Pence already testified in the special counsel Jack Smith's federal probe of Trump's alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election. And now Georgia prosecutors have reportedly listed former Vice President Mike Pence as a witness for them who may be called to testify at the trial against Donald Trump and his allies for their alleged efforts to they say, overturn the 2020 election. Fulton County prosecutors' witness lists have not been published, but the most recent version produced three days ago included around 150 names, okay? And one of those names happens to be Mike Pence. Talk about an absolute backstabbing traitor loser. I'm a loser. Loser. I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, we, even though we have a two-hour show, we're going to show you. We're going to since we're talking about Mike Pence and loser, 
Uh, I want to talk about one more loser. I titled the show Loserville, right? Because we're pointing out all of them. Um, And that is probably, now you guys may disagree with me here, but when I say the word trashy, I don't mean like Ilhan Omar trashy. When I say trashy, I mean like hood rat trashy. I mean like trap house trashy. I mean like crackhead trashy, chicken head trashy. The girl that everybody knows at the bar trashy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, look no further than your trashy congresswoman, Jasmine Crockett. Now, we've put her on before. Listen to what she says about deplorable states. Now she's calling whole states deplorable. These people are trashy and sick. Miss Perry, I know your organization, the Heritage Foundation, loves Texas. Ooh, they love Texas. They always sending us some nonsense bills um, that somehow set this country on the wrong trajectory. They send them to Texas. They send them to Florida. Every deplorable state that we can think about, they usually come in out of y'all's think tank. Every deplorable state that you can think of, they usually coming out of y'all think tank. They usually coming out y'all think tank. Say that again. Say that again. The people who didn't grow up near the hood, they don't understand what you're trying to say. Mm -mm. Say that one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, if food stamps and welfare had a voice, it would be that. If gonorrhea and herpes had a voice, it would be that. What a trash bag. What an absolute trash bag. And I think we've got a, uh, I think we've got a great soundbite for her. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Ah, yeah. She talks like Mayor Eric 8th grade Adams. Yes, she does. She very much does. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for your favorite commercial from Eli Ellis and that promotes probably my favorite favorite product that we have and that I use on a daily basis. Ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas, Field of Greens. I want to write, I want to paint, I want to sculpt something massive, I want to... I got a creative urge to... I wonder if there's a men's room around here, honey. Just a second. You serious, Clark? Ladies and gentlemen, for Christmas, please join us getting healthy. You know, new year, new me, right? Uh, So why don't you new year, new you with a little bit of Field of Greens. Go to fieldofgreens.com, okay? Use promo code LFA for the holidays, folks. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Now, you are going to want to make sure that you uh, get the the appropriate kind, right? There's wild berry, there's strawberry lemonade, there's the regular kind with no uh, flavor to it, whatever. There's the raw, which is no stevia in there for any extra sweetener. Uh, there's so many different kinds now. Check them out, fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, okay? 
Roger says, Jeremy, my app keeps unfollowing you, and I have to refollow you again. Thank you, China. Thank you, China. That's because we're constantly getting attacked on Rumble. Rumble has told me that they now have somebody monitoring our channel 24-7 because we are the most attacked channel on Rumble. That's why we ask for your shares and your likes. Also, folks, because it's that beautiful holiday season, nothing better goes in your body than Field of Greens, and nothing touches the outside of your body better than OFP farms and it is holiday shopping season right now folks so what are you going to do what are you going to do are you going to go to ofpfarms.com get this christmas box gift set which has got scripture on the lid when you open it up you don't even have to spend time wrapping it men i know you're not all great at wrapping right you all look like you it's the worst wrapping job ever right well ladies and gentlemen right there join the herd go to ofpfarms.com today get you a farm box bundle gift set that's got a ton of different goat milk products in there just for you and your loved ones help out this small farm with big family love help out the herd help out denise and Corey at ofpfarms.com and guess what 20% off 20% off if you use the promo code at checkout LFA20 that is LFA20 OFPFarms.com ladies and gentlemen they're great people with a great business and I know most of you most of you have already bought some of their stuff so they thank you very very much okay rolling along getting ready for our second hour Here's what I'm going to do. We got to go start talking about Jack Smith, folks, okay? Because Jack Smith has just done the unthinkable. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that because literally everything Jack Smith does is highly illegal, detestable, and unthinkable. But ladies and gentlemen, we do have some breaking news just in here to LFA TV on Rumble.com. Let's go ahead. All right, just in Jack Smith, special counsel Jack Smith, and we use that special word. We want to emphasize that. There he is on your left. He's the one that looks like a very unhappy, confused, I used to be Christian, now I'm Muslim, but now I don't know what I am. I don't live in the United States, so I'm just a loser, like Kevin McCarthy who is done at the end of the year and will not be coming back to Congress. What does that tell you, folks? Oh, by the way, you know his little bow tie um, butt buddy there? McKin, McKin, what's his name? Eli, Representative the little bow tie loser that took over for him. Anyway, he's done too. I wonder why they're all leaving. I wonder why they're all leaving. Isn't that amazing? But anyway, Jack Smith seeks to introduce evidence against Donald Trump that isn't even charged in the indictment. That's a no-no, folks. Okay? McHenry, that's his name. McHenry. So McHenry and McCoward, both leaving and retiring. I wonder why. Mm. Anyway, special counsel Jack Smith is now seeking to introduce evidence against Donald Trump that isn't even charged in the original indictment. In September, Trump was hit with the four counts in Jack Smith's January 6th case. Up in D.C., conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct the official proceedings, obstruction of and an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. Jack Smith asked Judge Tanya Chutkin to allow his prosecutors to tell D.C. jurors about Trump's statements on prior elections. 
Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, now Jack Smith's prosecutors um, also told jurors uh, that Trump's statements defending jailed six pre- uh, protesters and vowing to pardon them are proof that he incited the riot. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Smith wants a Washington, D.C. jury to hear about Donald Trump's efforts to sow false doubts about the two presidential elections that preceded his failed 2020 campaign. The special counsel's team says Trump's previous attempts to convince Americans that the elections of 2012 and 16 were being stolen laid the found uh, were being stolen laid the foundation for what would become a criminal effort to overturn the 2020 election after his loss to Joe Biden. Smith is seeking permission from the U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin to introduce evidence that isn't charged in the original criminal indictment but may be relevant to the jury's consideration of the alleged crimes. These details, known as 404B evidence, are commonly introduced in criminal matters to aid the jury's ability to consider a defendant's intent or motive based on uncharged bad acts. So what they're saying is Donald Trump telling you that 2012 and 2016 were also stolen or, or, or attempted to be stolen is what kind of built up his... Um, built up his understanding about how they're stealing elections to where it culminated in a 2020 um, attempt to overthrow the government and overthrow the election. So they're going to bring back his statements, which is why they want his Twitter account, which is why they want everybody that's been associated with his Twitter account, because I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to try to retroactively go back and charge Donald Trump for things that he said, speech crimes like Owen Schroyer back in 2012 about the 2012 election that Obama stole from Mitt Romney, which both of them are losers. And then the 2016 that they tried to steal from him, but they lost and they're going to lose again. So that's what Jack Smith's trying to do. hundred bucks says Tanya Chutkin actually approves this. That's the kind of sicko that she is. Now, Marsha Blackburn, whom you know lately has made headlines because she's been trying to get the flight logs, the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs and who was on them. She had some choice words to say about Jack Smith yesterday and about the overreach and the violation of the second or the fourth amendment to every American that ever followed Donald Redactions, redacted, fully redacted, fully redacted, fully redacted there and there. So that's very helpful when things are so heavily redacted, you can't get to the information. Now, Tennesseans are very concerned about two tiers of justice and weaponizing of the government. But what we see from this search warrant, and here it is on page, let me go to page two first. That gives you what they're getting from the subject account, which is Trump's account. You're going to see that on page one and page two, and the information that is there. They're wanting to get at his Twitter account, everybody that had access to it and all the information. Well, then when you go to page three, they are going to subpoena all data and information that is associated with this, and anybody that reposted information on this that favorited or retweeted post by the account, as well as all tweets that include the username associated, all synced, all contacts, and this covers 
October 2020 to January 2021. Are you aware of this? I've seen some of the media reporting about it, but obviously this is a matter that's being led by this. Well, again, this is a, an ongoing investigation being led by a special counsel, and there are uh, all kinds of court restrictions that apply. Somebody approved a search warrant for everybody that was retweeting or reposting from the Ayatollah's account? Have they gone to his account Ooh, prior to October 7th? Good point. And looked at that? This is such an invasion of free speech. And as we talk with you about social media and what is going on with social media, we're concerned about this. You know, if I liked a tweet from President Trump, if anybody on this side of the dais retweeted a tweet from President Trump, according to this, Jack Smith could go pull everything affiliated with our Twitter account. If anything that came from that real Donald Trump showed up in our feed, do you think that this is an infringement of my free speech? Well, let me say this. I certainly understand the concern, but I, what I would I tell would you, hope so. but what I would tell you is that uh, this investigation being led by the special counsel is not appropriate for me to comment on that ongoing investigation. It's also under the supervision of a court, which includes ongoing the ongoing investigation the yes. is code word for we are stonewalling, uh, and yep. we hear this from you all repeatedly, and it's really quite frustrating. No, ma'am, and I look at the rest. So uh, you'll notice that I like to play videos in their entirety where mainstream media likes to just show you a clip it and a snippet. Well, I like to get, I, just like, you know, when we do Bible readings, I want you guys to see the context. And you notice they're all in it together. They're all in it together. So you know what? They're investigating us all the time, and they have investigations going on into us all the time. Wait until we come 500 cars deep to the FEMA camp in Vermont. Wait until we come 1,000 cars deep to the border. We're investigating you too, you scumbag losers, all of you, and we're coming for you. We might not have the resources. We might not have the authority as far as law enforcement authority to arrest you yet. We will, but we the people are investigating you too. That's what LFA TV is all about. That's what we do here. We investigate people. So while you're investigating us and it's under investigation and it's under investigation, Eat my shorts when it comes to Twitter. Guess what? I never had Twitter. I never followed anybody there. I never shared anything there anyway. Not as Jeremy Harrell. And by the way, Elon Musk, you really want to step up? You really want to be a boss? You really want to show some testicular African-American fortitude? Because that's what he is. He's African-American. Then tell him to pound sand and tell him to come after that stuff. That's what I would do. Come get it. You're not going to violate the Fourth Amendment, right? Nah, not happening. Now, speaking of Marsha Blackburn, whom I've got a lot of respect for, I've got to be honest with you, she's done a few things that I don't like, but guess what? There's been a few things that I've done that you don't like. It is what it is. We're human. We're not supposed to like what each other does every second of every day. Marsha Blackburn, for better or worse, is a fighter. Now, Marsha Blackburn has also been trying to get the flight logs and the names of the people that flew with Epstein and went to his island and had sex with kids. And Dick Durbin, Senator Dick Durbin, her fellow senator, has been stonewalling her. So Dick Durbin was approached by Fox News. And of course he goes, eh, Fox, eh, of course you are, eh. Shut up, Dick. 
Answer my questions. We pay your salary, dick. It's your name, right? I mean, that's his name. He was approached by Fox News asking about this very thing, about the flight logs, and he's like, nobody's asked us for them. Nobody's asked you for them? Senator Marsha Blackburn didn't ask you for them? The whole, count, the whole country isn't talking about it? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, dick. Let's find out. Let's find out if dick knows. Flight logs. So who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. With Fox, of course. Uh, I don't know anything about his flight logs. But why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I don't know the issue. I know who Epstein was. But I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well, he was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing his private plane? Never been raised by anyone. Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them, and there hasn't been a vote in your committee. Not a word to me. Not a word. But aren't you curious, like, what high-profile or powerful people might be closeted predators and pedophiles? Doesn't that concern you? So why won't you subpoena them if you can? It's the first time anyone has raised it. Thank you, Fox. So do you, are you curious about it? Will you do it? Durbin's- That's the first time anybody's ever raised this. Nobody's ever asked me. Boy, I think, ladies and gentlemen, that that's, that's a lie, right? So let's go ahead and give Dick Durbin, folks, the LFA TV Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. We're not stupid, okay? She asked you for it. You shot her down. Do you really think? See, how long have we lived in the dark? All these people, I saw somebody say earlier in here, and I don't fault you for saying it. I'm just going to address it. Don't diss Sean Hannity. He's still better than 90% of mainstream media hosts, so that's good enough? Is that good enough? Is that good enough to be better than 90% of mainstream media hosts, even though you're a rhino piece of trash who's turned on Trumplicans and our new way of MAGA? Would you rather have a sheep or a wolf in sheep's clothing amongst you? The world has not known what these trash bags have been up to for so long, and that's why the UK government, and that's why the CCP is making it so that LFA TV does not grow to be the biggest news station in the world because you know you know that we, LFA TV, and others are on your ass. That's why. You know it. And we know that you've been lying to the American people for so long. I don't know anything about this. First time I've been asked. What are you, stupid? You think we're stupid? You think we don't know? We got you, dick. Matter of fact, Eli, are you going to look up Dick's number real quick? Dick Durbin? Look up that loser's number. I think it's time the LFA family. I think that's what we need to do. What's his number, Eli? He's a senator in Illinois, but he's probably got a Washington number. Two zero two, two two four, two one five two. Thank you, producer Eli. Let's give him a call. Hi, you have reached Senator Durbin's Washington D.C. office. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have reached this message during business hours, 
Please hang up and try your call later as we are experiencing high call volume. Thank you for calling Senator Durbin's office. And then they hang up. Eli, find his Illinois number. Find his Illinois Senate uh, um, office number. Office hours are, then why aren't you open? Where are you? What's his number? 312-353-4952. Let's give him a call there. Thank you for calling the office of U.S. Senator Dick Durbin. Our office is open Monday through Friday. 8.30 a.m. Then where are you? Central time, excluding federal holidays. If you need assistance with a federal agency or would like to leave a comment or opinion on legislation before the Senate, you may wish to visit the Senator's website at www.durban.senate.gov. If you wish to leave a voicemail, please select from the following menu options and we will get back to you as soon as we can. For assistance with a federal agency, please press 1. To leave a legislative opinion or comment for the senator, please press 2. To leave a message on any other matter, please press 3. To leave your opinion for Senator Durbin on a current event or on legislation before the Senate, please leave a message at the tone. You may also wish to leave your opinion through the senator's website at www.durbin.senate.gov. Your opinion is important. Thank you for calling. Yes, hello, uh, Senator Dick Durbin. This is Jeremy Harrell. I'm actually a former uh, resident of the state of Illinois, and they are so very sorry to have you there. Um, This isn't going to be a polite conversation in any way, shape, or form. This is just us letting you know that we're on to you. We know why you do not want to release the Epstein flight logs. We are digging into you. So just like you are always digging into people and the American people and investigating people, we're also digging into you. Us and our team of citizen journalists and journalists on payroll are looking into you to find out if you were possibly on those flight logs. And maybe that's why you are not subpoenaing those flight logs. You know about the flight logs. Senator Matt, uh, Blackburn has asked you to subpoena those flight logs, and you are not tricking or fooling anybody. So we as the American people, using our Freedom of Information Act, using the web, uh, the, the, uh, the, the interweb, uh, since you're old and that's probably what you call it, uh, we are going to make sure that we find out everything we can about you and publish every little bit about it because only pedophiles protect pedophiles. Have a Merry Christmas, sir. That's how you do it. There's time. Look, I didn't threaten anybody. We're investigating you. We can do that. We can do that. That is the right of the American citizen in this constitutional republic. Isn't it great, Eli? Go, Jeremy. Love it. Let's pull up the Rumble chat. Let's see how the LFA uh, audience and family responds to calling people and call them out. Look, folks, we started that here. Nobody was doing that till we started doing that here years ago. Years ago. What's Dick's number? <laughs> uh, some people were putting it in the tra- chat. Uh, good message. That's right. Thank you very much. Good job. God bless you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. You're so good at that. Thank you very much. You are definitely... What was that? Who said that? Hold on. Let me, let's roll that back. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get to see it. Uh, you didn't threaten. You just called him old, which he is. Um, you rock dirty dick. <laughs> Jeremy on fire. <laughs> dirty dick. He is a dirty man. He is a dirty, dirty, dirty old man. Um, 
Hey, Jeremy, should we call him? Yes, everybody should call him. 100%. Uh, great job, says Logan. Thank you. God bless. Hey, you gave me the Smarty Award. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're good at that. I would stumble all over my words. Well, I love confrontation, so I'm deciding to use my confrontation for things like that rather than using my confrontations with people in my everyday life. You know what I mean? So, ladies and gentlemen, light them up. Awesome show on my birthday. J.C. Herbert. J.C. Hebert. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, J.C. Hebert. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God bless you. I left a voicemail with the warden at the D.C. Gulag. This is how we win. You, you guys want to know how to get involved and how to, this is what we always talk about, doing this stuff right here. Well, folks, uh, yesterday, great friend of mine here on LFA TV, Pete Santelli. By the way, we have 4,620 people. I want to see if we can make 5,000 without a Rumble feature. Rumble doesn't think that we can get over 5,000 people watching live without a feature. Let's show them we can. If all 4,600 of you just share this out right now, share it on any of your social media, we should be able to reach that 5,000, even if it's just for a second. Let's see if we can do it. Now, Pete Santilli yesterday asked you, how many of you would like him to get um, Lara Logan, Lara Logan on the show? Now, Lara Logan has been digging into J6 and all of the atrocities of J6 and all of the Fed boy activity of J6. Lara Logan has been doing a lot of stuff, actually, to save this country. And uh, it really comes down to this one question, folks. And we really want to get her on the Santilli report. And it comes down to this question. Do you think that the reason for all of the January 6th hiding, the footage, what really happened, the, the, the context of, of conversation that happened from, from Nancy Pelosi's office and, and National Guard and Trump and everything. Do you believe that the reason why they won't just release it all is because it's going to incriminate the very same people that say it's the people that did it that are stuck in the D.C. gulag? I believe that's the case. I believe that's the case. I want to play about three to four minutes of this video from Laura Logan. There's a 26-minute video all right? It's a 26-minute video. Let me play a little bit of it for you so you can understand a little bit of what we've been going through for January 6th and what we have in store next. They came from every corner of this nation. Around a million voices raised, now silenced from prison to the grave. There are American citizens sitting behind bars mm -hmm. who haven't had a trial. Right. Some of them for two years, some of them going on three years. There are people that we have willing to talk to us right now. They're scared for their life. Is it potentially the biggest setup in the history of this country? Potentially. What are they still hiding about January 6th? What don't they want you to know? Take a look at what we've uncovered so far on the rest of the story with Lara Logan. Get her on the show. The last thing Matthew Perna expected after turning himself in for nonviolent offenses and pleading guilty was for the government to try to add years behind bars at the 11th hour. But that's exactly what prosecutors were planning. Only they never got the chance. You had a conversation with the prosecutor. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So he says, let me start off by saying that there are many people in my department 
that felt very bad. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I just got to cut this off for one minute. If you if you remember, uh, Matthew Perner's mom did an exclusive interview with Sean Farish uh, about six months ago, which, by the way, was absolutely amazing. OK, absolutely amazing. Uh, so I just want to go back to this now. Um, you should go back and watch that uh, that interview, by the way. Oh, come on. That's not going to come in now. All right. Give me a second, folks. We'll get this back up for you here. We'll get it back up for you. Okay, here we go. This is just after that. Sorry about the confusion. Let's bring it back. Good. That felt very bad that Matthew decided to take his life. I said, really? There are many people in your department, including you, his who aunt, are the reason mom. I saw Matthew his took his life. He hanged himself because of the people in your department. He said, again, I am very sorry for your, uh, that your nephew took his life. And I said, I hope that every night before you go to bed, the last thing you think of is the name Matthew Perna and the role you played in his death. Matthew Perna's fate was sealed the moment his face appeared on this FBI wanted poster, his aunt said. Suspect number 73 stood out in his red Trump sweatshirt as cameras recorded him inside the Capitol. Roughly 14 minutes that cost him his business, his reputation, and the woman he planned to marry. I just stepped my foot in the tub, and my phone rang, and it was one of my brothers. I said, Jerry, you need to get a plane ticket and come home. Matt just hanged himself in his garage. They broke him. They completely broke him, and they broke his heart. And they knew what they were doing. Yes. What was it about his case that struck you? To see somebody that was a victim of our own Department of Justice, and especially somebody as peaceable and caring as Matthew obviously was, shame on anybody that doesn't care how the system abused this poor guy. It's just too tragic. We shouldn't have a repeat of that. From the start, Matthew saw things that did not fit the official narrative, and later that night, loudly called out those he believed responsible. Antifa was disguised as Trump supporters today, and they were the ones who really led the charge into the Capitol building. We love the police, but a few Antifa dressed up as Trump supporters have been causing violence and stirring up violence here at the Capitol steps, and they're playing on the emotions of you and every patriotic American. This is not right. When masked men started smashing windows, protesters objected and stepped in to stop them, taking out this man first, then tackling another who'd stepped in to finish the job, while the crowd chanted. In this footage from January 6, a plainclothes officer from the Metropolitan Police Department, badge briefly visible, was captured talking to a Capitol Police officer and told him... Well, we go undercover as antiques in a crowd, so... Do you believe this was a setup? This was an intel operation? You know, These people came to Washington to protest. 
but the masses had no intention to be involved in any violence at all. So you're dodging the question. I do think that a lot of what happened was stirred up by the federal government. There were people involved that manipulated them. They were framed. They were framed. 43-year-old Marcus Priester grew up a stone's throw away from his friend in one of the five small communities that stretch across the Shenango Valley. And for him, the loss was beyond measure. I had so much anger in my heart, and I prayed for God to take that anger away. Yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll never fill that void. Best friend you ever had. Best friend I ever had. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I implore all of you to go watch that. That I played about five minutes of it, but there's 26 minutes of that special from Laura Logan. Um, let me see if I can get you the Twitter link to her, to that. All right, I think I got it here for you. I'm going to put this in the live chat, and I'm going to put it in the, uh, the permanent comment section below, okay? And that way you guys have it so you can go watch it. I think everybody should watch it. It was 100% a setup. You and I have known that for years. We now have 4,700 people watching. We're almost to that wonderful 5,000. Thank you guys all so very much. Um, and yeah, it was Matthew Perna's aunt. I'm so very sorry. Uh, it is. How many of you think Donald Trump is going to get them out of there immediately? Raise your hand in the, in the chat. My question to you is, how many of you think that Donald J. Trump will get them out of there, the rest of them that are in there, and then pardon every single person unless they like actually killed someone, right? Which didn't happen. That's ever been convicted. Let's see. I do, yes. Her reporting was outstanding. I do. She was on Sean Ferris's show. Yes, she was. She did an interview on Trumpet Daily. Yes, she did right here on LFA TV. I do. Yes, I. Look at all these people that have faith in Donald Trump to do this immediately. Look at this. Now, if I ask the same question about Mike Johnson right now, not that Mike Johnson's president, but he could still be putting a lot of pressure that he's not doing, everybody would say no. But when I say this about Trump, look at this. So are you guys all saying that you trust Donald Trump? Are you, is that what you're saying? Because if you're saying that you trust Donald Trump and that you believe that what he says he will do, then you have to believe that he's getting back in that White House. You have to believe that. He says what he's going to do and he does it. It might take him a little while, but he does it. And I have a feeling, ladies and gentlemen, he will be back in that White House. He will do exactly what he says he's going to do. And I will be standing right next to him saying, what would you like me to do, sir? What would you like me to do, sir? And I'll be right there. And I know most of you probably feel that way too. I'm sure you do. Now, I got to get to Mike Johnson since I just announced his name. You guys, I told you yesterday that we had nine days left. Nine days left for what? We had nine days left to get the impeachment process started on Joe Biden. Because if we can get the impeachment process started, that means have a vote and officially start the, the impeachment proceeding, then that means we own the news cycle while Congress is away and we pick right back up when we get back. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, Speaker Mike Johnson said yesterday the House has no choice. It is going forward with the impeachment vote next week, right before the break. Roland. Well, look, the impeachment inquiry is necessary because, um, as you know, our, our committees of jurisdiction, oversight, judiciary, ways and means, Chairman uh, Comer and Jordan and Smith have done an extraordinary job following the facts on this. Remember, remember, it's the, Article 1 of the Constitution gives the House the impeachment authority. And I've said at this podium before, next to a declaration of war, impeachment, arguably the heaviest power that the, the House has. Why? Because it's so serious. It's so important. In the previous couple of years, uh, the House Democrats cheapened impeachment. They, they used it for partisan political purposes. They went after Donald Trump twice. I served on the impeachment defense team twice. We called those sham impeachments, snap impeachments. They were. What you're seeing right now is exactly the opposite of that. You're seeing a very deliberate investigation following, uncovering and following the facts, following the truth where it leads. That's what the Constitution requires the House to do. And the House Republicans have done that very methodically. So we have come to this sort of inflection point because, Chad, right now the White House is um, is, is Putting, is stonewalling that investigation. They're refusing to turn over key witnesses to allow them to testify as they've been subpoenaed. They're re refusing to turn over thousands of documents for the National Archives. And the House has no choice if it's going to follow its constitutional responsibility to formally adopt an impeachment inquiry on the floor so that when the subpoenas are challenged in court, we'll be at the apex of our constitutional authority. It will be a movement of, of a, a vote of the full House, and that will allow us to continue and, and continue on pace. This vote is not a vote to impeach President Biden. This is a vote to continue the inquiry of impeachment, and that's a necessary constitutional step, and I believe we'll get every vote that we can. No, all the moderates in our conference understand this is not a political decision. This is a legal decision. It's a constitutional decision. Now, so you've been wondering, and I've been wondering what's been taking so long. Why are they crossing every T? Why are they dotting every single I? And why and what role and what capacity is Donald Trump kind of spearheading or even involved in this? I'll tell you what they're doing. They are gearing up for 2024 to be the year of subpoenas, impeachments, court trials, charges, everything. Now, charges would consider charges would mean that the DAs or that the DOJ would have to get involved and charge. Here's what I will say, folks. Ready for this? Ready? Yesterday, Speaker Johnson said we will be voting on the impeachment inquiry next week. And the reason why it's taken this long is because when we go to court and they challenge our subpoenas, they won't be able to challenge them for long. We'll already have everything in a row, and we can say, nope, we already were proactive instead of reactive in that. Okay? Mad Dog says Johnson is actually talking in circles if you listen to him. I guess time will tell if you're right or I'm right. I believe that they, I would have moved faster, but I believe that they are doing exactly what I just said, and 2024 will be just a drag them through the mud year because Donald Trump himself said he's happy with how, how this has happened. So I guess we'll see what happens. But if we go into break with an impeachment inquiry voted on 100%, or I mean not 100%, but it, it goes through, that will be enough to own the news cycle through the, uh, the Christmas break. That's what we want to do. We want to own the news cycle going into Christmas break so that on January, whatever, when they come back, we are fully ready to roll. Okay? Is the impeachment going to go through? Well, you need a majority. And we have a majority. 
So the matter is getting those moderates that that guy just talked about and getting people like Kevin McCarthy to go through with it. I do think it's kind of funny that the day that Speaker Johnson says we're moving forward with the impeachment inquiry vote is the same day that Kevin McCarthy says, I will not be coming back to Congress after this year. I will say that. I think that's kind of odd. Now, speaking of the House, here's something else I wanted the House to do. If you remember, two weeks ago, I said the House of Representatives needs to open up a massive investigation into Fannie Willis and get the any kind of conversation or communication that the DA's office in Georgia might have had with the DOJ or Jack Smith or anybody in the FBI about going after Donald J. Trump for this RICO case. Well, ladies and gentlemen, ask and you shall receive. The House Judiciary Committee launches an inquiry into Fannie Willis for colluding with the January 6th committee and releases a damning letter between her and January 6th um, chairman, Benny Thompson, folks. This is beautiful. Jim Jordan and Representative Loudermilk learned yesterday that Fannie Willis's office absolutely did coordinate in its investigative actions with partisan select committees. To prove their case, they released a damning letter showing coordination between Willis and committee chairman Benny Thompson. And I will read this letter for you right now. Actually, if we could just put it on the screen, they can read it right along with me. We're going to have to make it large enough. There it is. Perfect. Okay, folks, pop this on the screen. Here we go. Let's read it together. Dear Chairman Thompson, as you may be aware, Actually, let's get this on a different screen, a better one that they can see. Uh, What are we going to do here? Let's see. All right. Here we go. Here's a better one for you, folks. As you may be aware, I'm conducting a criminal investigation of possible attempts to illegally interfere with the administration of Georgia's 2020 election, general election. Through news reports, we are aware that your committee has interviewed witnesses relevant to our investigation. We understand from the same reports that your committee's investigations may have collected records relevant to our investigation. Please accept this letter as an official request from me for access to records that may be relevant to our criminal investigation. Those, record, those, reco- um, those records include but are not limited to recordings and transcripts of witnesses, interviews, and depositions, electronic and print records of communications, and records of travel. It may well be uh, most efficient for your staff and effective for our understanding, for my staff, and me to meet with your investigation investigators in person. Ah, colluding. We are able to travel to Washington anytime between January 31st and February 25th. We will do our best to accommodate the schedule of the committee. Thank you for your consideration of this report. You may contact me directly at my personal cell phone number, which is redacted, 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 redacted. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not good for Fannie Willis. This is great for Donald Trump in a real court. Uh, MTG has been spouting off at Mike saying he's do nothing and his honeymoon is over. She's fooling. MTG, you voted unapologetically over and over again. For Kevin McCarthy, who did F all about anything ever. Ever. So MTG, shut up. 
By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to know now, I'll tell you now, MTG is one of the biggest ones that was trying to get LFA TV off covering Trump rallies. I wanted to keep that a secret that day because we were doing a, uh, a rally that day, but I forgot to tell you, Marjorie Taylor Greene is, the one, is one of the major people that have been intricate in making it so we get denied when we get denied, and then we have to go to Dan Scavino or Jason Miller to actually get approved because we're an actual media outlet. She doesn't want RSBN's cash cow to stop, and she hates us because we actually go after her. So she's actively trying to get us blacklisted from Trump rallies. If you want to know the truth, there's some truth for you to bite on. So that's what I think about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'll still give her the Smarty Award when she does something well, but I will never, ever be that person's friend again because I've seen what kind of a person she really is. She's mad at me, but she won't talk to me. She's upset with me, but she doesn't have the guts to come on the show because she's a coward. Speaking of cowards, I got to get to Zelensky for a minute because as we're talking about Congress, she's a loser. <laughs> Looks like your friend is a traitor. Looks like it was a friend. We trusted her. Yes, we did. Wow, MTG, sad. The truth hurts, MTG. Wow, what a gross... That, wow, that's some gross news. Yeah, it really is. Trust me, I've had to be sitting on that for a while. But in this business, you kind of got to just, you know, you got, I don't want to talk about other people badly unless they do something bad to the country. If somebody does something bad to me, I try to keep it. I don't try to like run out there and go, guess what this person did to me, everybody? Let me gossip about Marjorie Taylor Greene and let me just tell you about everything she did. But once in a while, you know, comes out. It is what it is. Anyway, uh, Republicans are actually growing a little bit of a spine, and they walked out on a meeting where Zelensky was in, asking for, I need more money. Republicans walk out. Thank you very much. They said you held, in God's hand said you held that well. I really did, but man, it just came out right there, didn't it? It just kind of went and came out of my mouth. Um, Republicans walk out of a meeting And it really ticks Zelensky off. So now Zelensky is now blowing off Congress. Thank God this is all it took. Republicans walk out because they said in order for Zelensky to get any more money, there must be a border security plan. It must be shut down. Democrats weren't going with that, so Republicans walked out. And now Zelensky is mad. Look at him. He's so mad. Let's get into this story. And I'd like to thank Richard Abelson for the story. Several Republican senators walked out of a briefing on Ukraine aid Tuesday as it descended into a row over the border crisis. And Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky unexpectedly canceled the video link appearance to appeal for more U.S. money. Utah Senator Mitt Mom Jeans Romney and Nebraska Senator Deb Fisher walked out of the classified briefing early. Wow, Romney. The uh, Associated Press reported, saying that Republicans were angry they heard nothing on the illegal alien crisis at the U.S. southern border. Quote, the briefers were saying things we've all known. We can read about it in the newspapers, and it had been said publicly, Romney said. There's nothing new in what they're describing. And Republicans are saying that there's support for Ukraine, but there has to be security for our border first. Romney said that. So anyway, Vladimir Zelensky got mad that the Republicans walked out, canceled the link, and you know what? That's good news for us. 
That's good news for us. And I'm going to leave you with some more good news here before we go to our next commercial break. Are you ready for this, folks? The Philippines have now banned Smartmatic voting machines, which oversee multiple state elections in the United States of America. Why would they do that? Why would Philippines get rid of the Smartmatic voting machines, which we use in many of our states? Because they're bad news bears. Somebody said, should we light up MTG? Nah. Is it really worth it? Just don't donate to her anymore. Don't give her a time of day anymore. She's become a scumbag. She's, a, she's become a Botox, plastic surgery wanting Ronna McDaniel. That's who MTG has become. And it's sad. And I hope President Donald J. Trump sees it soon. So big shout out to, to uh, the Philippines for doing something that we can't even do here. So let's go ahead and give the Philippines for having a brain the Smarty Award of the Day, folks. Boom. Pick it up. You know, it's just common sense. Get rid of them. Paper ballots all the way. Anyway, folks, I'd like to go to a uh, quick, quick break here. We've got about 20 minutes left of Live from America. But I cannot leave without thanking our partners, our donors, and one of those partners that have been here for so long is 4Patriots.com. Let me ask you this in the comment section. How many of you have ordered from 4Patriots.com? And how many of you actually have the solar power generator? Now, you, some of you will say the promo code doesn't work. That's because it's not a promo code anymore. All you have to do is go to 4Patriots.com slash LFA. That's it. 4Patriots.com slash LFA, and you're already going to be on the page where you get your discount. How many of you have one of the solar power generators? If you have one of them, let us know which one you have, and let us know if, if uh, you were surprised about how good it worked. Now, I'm going to be getting the Patriot Power Generator 2000X for Christmas. I'm also going to be getting the uh, emergency kit for your car. I do not have the big one yet, but I have the medium-sized one, and I have the small one. And I am very, 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 very impressed with how they work. So, folks, if you want to get something for yourself or some survival gear or anything to help anybody in your family out for the coming months or the coming year, well then, ladies and gentlemen, go to 4Patriots.com LFA. Every po- a portion of every purchase goes to a veteran and their family, and they are a wonderful company. 4Patriots.com slash LFA. Now, another great company, EnviroCleanse. Now, this morning I read a very, very heartwarming letter that burst me into tears on Rise Up this morning. Got burst into tears because of Terry uh, Evans, who wrote us a letter. Now, she was the one that we actually donated an EnviroCleanse to. She's at the last stages of COPD, and she does not have a long time left on this earth. And do you know what she said about the EnviroCleanse unit? Thank you. It has changed everything for me. It has made breathing so much easier, and it works. There's not a better, better testimony than that. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want also to see what it feels like to breathe clean air, then go to ekpure.com, promo code LFA, ekpure.com, promo code LFA. And guess what? You can even pay payment plans, four payments, four uh, easy installments, if you can't afford it all at once. So ladies and gentlemen, ekpure.com, promo code LFA. And guess what I got in the mail, Eli, yesterday? I got my silver. I ordered silver a while back, and I got my silver, folks, last night. 
And I, I got to tell you, holding a real silver uh, ounce of silver to me was incredible. You know what it was? You know what it was like? It wasn't like holding money or anything like that. It was like holding something way more secure. I passed it around the table. All the kids touched it. When you flicked it in the air, it made that sound. It was, it was incredible. It didn't feel like I was holding money. It felt like I was holding security. It was really awesome. So ladies and gentlemen, goldco.com to transfer your IRAs or 401ks. Okay. Reach out to them. Maybe there's a possible way you can buy uh, small amounts of coins through them as well, but you got to reach out and talk to them. Okay. They're willing to work with you. Goldco.com slash live or 855-450-1394 today. Now moving on. Gavin Newsom cancels Christmas. Really? Gavin Newsom cancels Christmas? Well, kind of. Governor Gavin Newsom allows the terrorists to win and cancels the public Christmas tree lighting. Ready for this, Eli? You're going to love this. Cancels the Christmas tree lighting to avoid pro-Hamas protesters coming and protesting the event. Eli just came up with an unbelievable common sense way of, uh, of, of thinking. Why don't you just cancel the protest? Exactly. But he says, never fear. We will have a pre-recorded virtual lighting instead. California Governor Gavin Newsom says Kristen Taylor in this article canceled Tuesday's scheduled annual public lighting of the Christmas tree on the grounds of the state capitol in Sacramento in the face of a permitted 300-person pro-Hamas demonstration planned for the event. Newsom announced he will instead hold a pre-recorded virtual ceremony. See, this is just like they did with the guns, folks. Little by little, bit by bit, they take your rights, they take your traditions, and they're taking our country. How does that make the people of California feel? How does that make the people of Sacramento feel? Gavin Newsom says, hey, it's not my fault. I'm just a scumbag, dirty rat car salesman. Use car salesman, sleek, slip, um, very quick on the feet, scumbag. Giving up, capitulating to terrorists. I told you, pro-Hamas, folks. Hamas They were bringing that third world garbage here and they were going to destroy the country from the inside out. Remember when you had it? Remember when it was hard for some people, not you and I, but remember when people started saying happy holidays under Barack Obama instead of Merry Christmas? That was the beginning. Now they're canceling the lightings. They're now they're they're bum rushing malls where you're shopping so that you'll leave on Christmas. I think the I think that we the people need to just put on our and pardon my language here, I'm going to say it, put on our shit kickers, right? Lace up them boots and go out there and stomp some ass. That's what I think really needs to happen. Jeremy, that's not Christian of you. Are Christians supposed to lay down in war and let people kill them and their families? Not last I checked. Matter of fact, last I checked, God had warriors everywhere. I know. Eli said it right. Why don't people just do the lighting anyway? Do we need Newsom's permission? Well, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of turning the country around from the inside out, weaponizing our governors and weaponizing our alphabet agencies into tyrannical brown shirts, we've got a massive update from James O'Keefe. Now, if you guys remember, James O'Keefe was illegally raided by the FBI 
and literally all of his stuff as a news reporter and journalist was taken from him illegally. Well, James O'Keefe never stopped fighting. From leaving Project Veritas to opening up O'Keefe Media Group, OMG, he's never stopped fighting the FBI. And he's got a massive update for us. Ladies and gentlemen, James O'Keefe. Case against the FBI and their relationship with the New York Times. A federal judge has just issued an order in our case involving a FOIA request for information between the FBI and the New York Times on the subject of the raid against myself involving Ashley Biden's diary. Now, just to take a step back for a minute, the New York Times should be investigating the FBI, but oftentimes they act in concert with them and the Department of Justice. As you remember, the government also appears to have leaked the contents of the search warrant against me to the New York Times when the FBI raided my home. Shortly after the execution of the warrant, I received this message from Mike Schmidt, a New York Times reporter. Now, as you recall, Mike Schmidt is the one who went on a curse-laden rant about the, quote, stupid f***ing diary, unquote, months later after my colleague covertly recorded Schmidt trying to recruit my colleague as a source. I'm just trying to figure out what happened with the stupid fucking diary. I got a pile of shit on a table, right? Mm. Of a bunch of shit that happened around this PV stuff, right? Just some dude out there with a blank notepad, crazy world, trying to figure out what the going on. Now you got some asshole from the New York Times on the phone with you, who's like, who's trying to, you know, whatever. And you're like, well, f this. Why am I gonna, why am I gonna trust this guy? Why am I gonna talk to this guy? During that raid against myself, Spencer Meads, and Eric Cochran, the FBI grabbed extensive work product, journalistic notes, and attorney-client communications between myself and my attorney, Ben Barr, who's still my attorney. Then the New York Times published them on their website. Now, this sentence is from a New York Times article by Mark Mazzetti and Adam Goldman. It's worded in a very twisted, contorted, funny way, a point that comedian Jimmy Dore pointed out when he read the article. So there's the headline. It says, documents show how the conservative group worked with lawyers to gauge how far its deceptive reporting practices could go before running afoul of federal laws. You know another way to say that? Is they consulted with a lawyer to make sure everything they were doing was legal. <laughs> That's another way to say that. I also confronted Mark Mazzetti at the Times about the absurdity of New York Times national security reporters working in symbiosis with the national security state. Why is it that the New York Times works in concert with the FBI? Why not investigate the FBI? Why work, why work in a symbiotic relationship with federal agents? And I also confronted Adam Goldman, who appears to have been in hiding for the last couple of years, Worried about me finding them, but find him we did. I also asked Mark Mazzetti if the trophies he's been pursuing, Pulitzer Prizes and such, have corrupted his motivation. This was the article you wrote. See, it says, transporting material across state lines. So should the FBI raid your family's home for transporting my stolen documents across state lines? The National Review reported on all of this. What has been leaked to the Times and what the Times has editorially chosen to publish is not confined to the Biden diary investigation. The Times is heedless of Veritas' right to counsel and the constitutionally based confidentiality of its attorney-client communications. Given now the Times would react or the shoe on the other foot, which is hardly inconceivable, this is shocking. The federal judge in our case, Annalisa Torres, an Obama appointee, abruptly ordered the government to stop extracting materials 
from our phones, and the Justice Department is running roughshod over our right to counsel. So what James O'Keefe is doing is on a lot larger of a scale what LFA TV is getting ready to do in the future. And that's just go right after them. Just go right after every single one of them. You see how scared that guy was? Like a deer in headlights. Like a deer in headlights that guy was when when he was approached by James O'Keefe. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. They can't. If they're not hiding behind their badge or abusing their power, and they're in any way, shape, or form, like, approached by a U.S. citizen who's in any way, shape, or form combative with them about the way that they've been conducting their business with corruption and evil and just overstepping the boundaries of what they're allowed to do, they don't know what to do. Like, like uh, Adam Schiff, when that guy caught him in the airport. Jeremy says, Sean Farish, we have some stuff going down in Nashville soon. Speaking of James O'Keefe, undercover expose. Are you going to be there, Sean? Is, 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 uh, is James coming down for an event? And are you going to be there? And if so, we have to live stream that. Okay? Jeremy, will you ever do phone calls? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Make ambush, ambush journalism great again. Well, that's what it's all about, folks. That's about catching these people off guard. Right? Now I want to move and shift to people who've caught us off guard for long enough, and that is our universities and our colleges. They've cut us, they have caught us off guard far too long. Higher education has become a threat to America, and I believe that our universities are a national security threat to our way of life. Raise your hand if you believe. Raise your hand if you believe. Now, Donald Trump has already said that when he comes back, he is going to gut these universities by doing his best to make education free for anybody who wants to take it online. Imagine the access. Imagine the access that children all over the country will finally have if, they, if Donald Trump does this. Imagine how fast these universities will tank if Donald Trump does this. I honestly believe that our universities have become just like our, our mainstream media outlets and our um, alphabet agencies. They are an enemy of the people. They are propagandizing and turning our children into opposite sexes, Uh, crazy people that need drugs. The pharmaceutical companies are involved. They get to work with them. You got these guidance counselors that say that we recommend this. The pharmaceutical companies jump in and say, okay, we're going to do this. They take over your entire life. They tell you what you can wear, where you can go, what you can have. They'll limit your ability to have a gun if they think your mental health. They're all involved in it. From the grave or from the cradle to the grave, they want you. And no tyrannical dictator has ever, ever taken over without first taking over the kids. I want to show you how sick these individuals are. This lady for Harvard says that, Eli, ready for this? Says it doesn't go against community campus standards to call for the death of Jews. 
It goes against community standards if I say they stole the election on YouTube or Facebook. They went against community standards if I said coronavirus is crap. But you can, you, you're allowed to say gas and kill the Jews on campus. And it's not against the rules. Are you stupid? Does M- at MIT, does or calling MIT. for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is... So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Penn, MIT, Harvard, all of them. Get your kids out of there. This is what they believe. This is what they believe. And speaking of exposing and calling these cockroaches out, let's call Christopher Ray out while we're at it, the alphabet agency. Remember I said the universities, the alphabet agencies, the, the, the corruption in, in our elected seats, they're all the same. Mainstream media, they're all the same. Christopher Ray here admits that suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story 100% helped and shielded Joe Biden. Admitting it. Hey, hey. The, 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 the laptop's real. Why don't you just tell everybody the laptop's real? We're not vouching for what's on it, but it's real. This isn't a, 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 a fiction. Well, I, I, as you might imagine, the FBI cannot, especially in a time like that, be talking about an ongoing investigation. Shut Second, up. I would tell you that at least my understanding is that both the FBI folks involved in the conversations and the Twitter folks involved in the conversations both say that the FBI did not direct Twitter to uh, suppress. But others were story. in government. 
Well, I can't, again, I can't speak to others in government. Now, that's part of the point that I was trying to make because the Fifth yes, Circuit's sir, but opinion. But you're the FBI. You're not part of the White House and part of Homeland Security. You're not supposed to be political. You see all this controversy going on. Why didn't the FBI say, time out, folks. We're not getting in the middle of this, but the laptop's real. Again, we have to be very careful about what we can say, especially in the middle of uh, an election season, because that's precisely some of the problems that led to my predecessor's uh, uh, negative findings from the inspector general. Did you hear? Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. This agency getting political, which is hiding the FBI or hiding the laptop. Is it precisely why Donald Trump is not president? He just admitted it. Make it a short clip, Eli. Make it a short clip. Director Ray, short clip. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look, I only got a couple minutes left, so I want to talk about my last uh, uh, sponsors of the day, and then we're going to show you this last video of the day, and then we are going to bounce. Uh, but thank you all for being here. I very much, very, very much appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, CBD. We talk about CBD all the time. CBD is the big pharma killer. 100% CBD is the big pharma killer. Do you want to know how we know that? Because big pharma spends tens of millions of dollars a year. Tens of millions to put out false marketing and advertising campaigns about CBD. I didn't even think anything good about CBD until I actually started to get to actually know what it is, what it does, and why people use it. CBDistillery.com. That is CBDistillery.com, folks. Perfect stocking stuffers. Definitely something that everybody in your household can use, should use. All natural. CBDistillery.com. Promo code LFA. Promo code LFA. And on your way out, it's Christmas, folks. What better thing to get somebody than this right here? Oh, your power went out? Don't worry, Johnny. You've got the portable solar station in your bedroom. You can plug in your cell phone or your laptop or whatever you need to until the power comes back on. Your children should have one of these. You should have one of these. Your family should have more, multiple of these. They're 50% off the polar portable solar station from TacRite. Folks, it is mytacticalpromos.com, mytacticalpromos.com. The link is right in the description of this show. Get it while it's hot. Now, I know Kevin Smith is starting, and it's okay, because we're going to show this video right here from Twitter, Fox News. I'm telling you, folks, Fox News is deflated. After the town hall, after Donald Trump literally showed Sean Hannity that he knows everything he needs to know about him, after everybody running as far as they could from DeSantis, here's what Fox News voters thought, or Fox News viewers thought about Trump last night. What did you think? I know you're a Trump supporter. I thought I thought he was spectacular last night. You know, I think the one thing that he touched on that was big for me in terms of reassuring the fact that I'm going to vote for him was the immigration topic, Mm -hmm. because I believe that that is at the core of the safety of this country for the next 25, 30 years of my lifetime, hopefully more, right? Yeah, what did you think? I know you're a- Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. And everybody there, I won't play any of the others, but they all said the same thing. Trump, Trump, Trump. Remember when Fox News was in that uh, diner in Georgia, that restaurant? Everybody, Trump, 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 Trump. Everywhere Fox News goes, the last name that they hear is DeSantis. Well, folks, two hours already done. That's how it happens here. God bless you guys. We've got Sean, I mean, up, uh, Sean. We've got Kevin Smith and Loud Majority coming up next from, from the state of New York, from New York City, ladies and gentlemen. So there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh.
So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back, your chest out, and your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Check out LFATV.us and JeremyHarrell.com if you want to help fund this show, because we are a viewer-funded show. Kevin Smith, Loud Majority, coming up next. I'll see you in his chat. God bless you. Share and like on the way out. And remember, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. But whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. And I will see you guys tomorrow at 9 a.m. for more Rise Up. God bless. Peace. That will